Hello, I'm Ben, and this is my podcast where I share interviews, tips, and ideas to help you build a better marketing strategy. Now, this is the second episode focused on growing a community of like-minded people online, why you might want to do it, how to start, and keep going. In this episode, it features a clip from a conversation I had with Alex Galvis, who, along with a few others, started the LinkedIn local events that grew into a global movement. More recently, LinkedIn has taken on these events officially. Alex shares how it all started and snowballed to cover 80 countries and over 600 cities. With um, something called LinkedIn Local, which started off as a bit of a small idea with four people around the world, myself included, around getting people to meet offline and network in person with no agenda, sales pitch, that sort of thing. So um, that was sort of a little idea that then snowballed into this massive global movement and has now sort of taken over my life and career <laughs> in a great way. Um, but obviously it takes a lot of my time. And off the back of that, I set up a um, startup called Local X with those co-founders that is helping businesses build communities themselves. Um, just coming back to LinkedIn, um, you've said, uh, I've seen somewhere that you said that LinkedIn is the best kept secret in social media. And I, I, I agree with you, not so secretly. I, I think it's uh, an amazing tool. Um, I, I actually hate Facebook. Um, and in fact, anything, I, I, I don't really like social media that encourages a lot of narcissism and just sort of this um, very base posting of uh, media, no, no real communication and, and dialogue. And I think LinkedIn not only has been more useful as a sales tool and just general communication, but you tend to have... Um, certainly for me, I tend to have much better uh, natural conversations with people uh, on LinkedIn. Um, why, why do you think it's so good? What, what do you think is so useful about LinkedIn? Um, I mean, it's just changed massively. Um, mm. And I, I say it's the best kept secret because a lot of people are still not understanding how to use it for now. Yeah. They're still using it how you were you know, using it five years ago. And that is like, it's completely different, you know, before it was the place that you just uploaded your CV and mm -hmm. you applied for jobs. And now it's probably one of the best tools in terms of marketing and sales that you could ever use because it's, it's just grown into this community, into this sort of social networking. Like for me, it's almost like a blend of, of your regular social media with the previous LinkedIn, which is actually kind of an interesting um, in between. And I think that especially for businesses, it's like right now I've seen so many friends and businesses and clients sort of do their social media everywhere and actually go, you know, the biggest ROI right now is on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That's not to say it will be forever, but right now in the last sort of two years, I would say it's it's just been great to be on because there's been so much um you know, visibility that they've created off the back of, you know, launching features like video, launching features like uploading documents and all those those sort of things. It's rapidly changing, you know, LinkedIn Live coming soon. So for me, I just think that, you know, I see so many people, especially when I go to conferences and, and talk about this, they're like, I had no idea it's turned into that or I can see it happening but I'm not ready to put myself out there in that way. And I just think it's a missed, a massively missed opportunity. I always say, you know, I went from being a regular 25 million user to all of a sudden being in the top 12 most influential content creators for the last two years running. I, I would say I don't have 
anything that special <laughs> um but it, it's consistency it's you know having a message and wanting to continue to add value to that community and in the uk there's actually not many people that do that um you know it's very heavily focused in the us and canada but i think slowly people are starting to understand that and i always say linkedin is like the youtube and the instagram and the facebook before they became youtube instagram and facebook um because actually it's it's kind of new in a in a way the way it's now um and if people jump on that bandwagon now they'll see the you know they'll see the return very quickly yeah it hasn't been ruined yet <laughs> no i mean that's not to say it can't yeah. happen <laughs> but you know fingers crossed it won't yeah, and I, I've always liked LinkedIn, even before, I think, before their sort of dramatic change. Or their, it's, it's, not, it's a dramatic looking back on it, but uh, it has been a slow sort of move into, into where they are now. Um, and as I said, it's just, just ha being able to have more genuine conversations with people on there rather than uh, um, social media like Facebook is just, for me anyway, just doesn't work very well. Uh, Twitter tends to be um, so, so all-consuming that it's, it's very difficult. Um, so off the back of LinkedIn, you've got, um, you create a LinkedIn local event. Now, the reason I'm particularly interested in this is I set up a, what sounds like a similar event, really, getting to meet the avatar in real life. So that the people you meet on LinkedIn and meeting them in real life. And I, I took over the idea of a tweet up. Um, I heard that somewhere on a blog, looked into it, thought, oh, this is great, you know, hooking people up wherever they're online. Um, and we did it for some, a number of years, not quite so successful as yours, but uh, it was really nice. And actually, I got a lot of that, um, the genuine conversation you're talking about. And people really like meeting. So anyway, I'm going to shut up. Tell me about how you started your LinkedIn local event and, and where it's gone to now, because it's, it's grown quite a lot. Yeah, so um, when I left my um, corporate job, I started meeting with my LinkedIn connections offline for what I called No Agenda Coffees. And the idea was kind of what you were saying build relationships with your network, get to know them in person. At that point, I didn't really have anything to sell because I'd left my job and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, basically. <laughs> and if anything, I was using these coffees to kind of guide my my way to, to figuring that out. Um, and I just really, you know, got to know people, got to know their challenges and, and what who they are and what they're about and what they do. And then I saw a post on LinkedIn by a lady called Anna McAfee that was doing something very similar. So I had the, I was using the virtual to reality hashtag and she started using the LinkedIn local hashtag. And um, Anna used to engage um, a bit on my content and I messaged her and said, oh, what is it that you're doing? It looks sort of quite familiar to, to virtual to reality. And so she said, oh, I haven't done one yet, but this is the idea. And I said, actually, that's what I'm doing, but in a group. And I said, I'd love to bring this to London. So I wasn't the only one that contacted her. There was a guy in Brussels called Eric Eklund and a guy in New York called Manu Goswami. And so all four of us got on a call and thought, okay, let's do this all together. Let's see what happens. Let's go from there and feedback and whatnot. So we all did our events in July 2017. Um, and then about 15 people came to each of our events. And we thought, should we do it again? And we thought, yeah, why not? And the idea behind it was really, for me, a lot of it was I was going to these networking events, trying to find other people growing businesses, other people that might help or connect or give or whatever. And it was the opposite. People were like clamoring for business. They were shoving business cards in your faces. They were trying to get something out of you before giving. And I just thought, you know, there has to be people <laughs> that want to do the opposite. Yeah. Um, 
you know, people that want to motivate, empower and inspire each other um, and help each other out, really, and, and educate and whatnot. And so for me, it was really about building that community in London. Um, for Anna, she lives in a really small town called Coffs Harbour, just outside of Sydney. So she had to, like, email 200 people in the local area and say, I want to bring us together. Mm-hmm. So, so hers was, you know, same intention, a little bit harder in terms of the work behind it. Um, and it it was right. Okay, let's let's do this and see what happens. And it just continued to grow. You know, doing it every month. Um, more people started talking about it. They loved it because obviously it had a very different feel to normal networking events. We started getting a lot of introverts, so people that would nest, you know, normally be hiding away from these sorts of events were like, oh, this actually feels comfortable because it's a different agenda. It's a different. Um, way of connecting and meeting people and we were saying that's not to say business doesn't happen off the back of these events it's we just prioritize a relationship and getting to know the person first and whether you want to go for a coffee or lunch after then that's entirely up to you Um, and then Jeff Wiener the CEO of LinkedIn um, liked one of our posts in September so a few months after we started that post got seen by about 1.4 million people. And then all of a sudden we got very visible. Um, more people started asking what we were doing. I had quite a big following at the time and so did Manu. Um, and we were connected to a lot of the other sort of smaller influences across the world that were starting to get intrigued about running them. And then all of a sudden the whole thing just snowballed, <laughs> like just massively snowballed. And in 18 months, we grew it to 80 countries in over 600 cities. Um, and I think right now it's at about 90 countries. Mm, um, wow. And I'm, I've, I've lost track of <laughs> the numbers at this point. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's grown massively. Uh, we've got about a thousand hosts um, and approximately about 100,000 members. And everyone gets onboarded by us. So it's the same sort of ethos, no matter where you go in the world. And I mean, I've been to events in Sri Lanka, in the US, other ones in the UK, um, in France, in the Netherlands, and they all have the same feeling. Like that's a very common question I get asked when I go to them is, is it the same everywhere you go? And I said, yeah, it brings the same type of person, people that are curious, people that are open-minded, people that are more willing to kind of give um, and help and you know it's it's great to see the or and hear the stories that come off the back of this with you know people finding jobs mm. people getting more business um you know people that weren't leaving their house uh, all of a sudden leaving their house or you know m- people with mental health issues that have found communities they can belong to and to me that you know it's been a huge amount of time and effort and love poured into it (laughs) Um, because obviously all of our events are not for profit so we've never made a penny off any of it Um, and I think that's why it succeeded so much there was never an intention to to kind of monetize it essentially and that's not to say that we haven't set up a business off the back of it (laughs) Um, but that's slightly different it's helping businesses to create something similar that we have within their own um, businesses essentially yeah, I was going to ask, could you set out a format as well? But it said you, you, you know, you onboard a lot of the people who are starting up and anyone who's volunteering. And I think it's important to have that consistency for your for your groups. Um, and in, in terms of encouraging adoption, is that something that was just that happened organically by people visiting and, and the network of LinkedIn? Or, or did you did you did you support that in some way? In terms of people wanting to become a host? Yeah, or- yeah. 
Uh, that wasn't hot. I mean, that wasn't us. That was literally just people hearing about it, word of mouth through through online. Um, it was getting a lot of the influencers involved helped us massively right. um, because obviously they've got big networks and very often you see these people sort of creating content and teaching you stuff. And then if they say, oh, I'm going to be at this event, people go to see them and meet them. So that was also an attraction um, when we started doing events that were sort of teaching people stuff, you know, again, ticket prices were very minimal, mm. um, if not free. So all of a sudden you could go and spend your evening learning something from experts um, for free and, and have a drink and meet new people. So that was also attracting the um, people. And I just think generally, you know, the feel of community is something that I think people, I always say, you know, we weren't the first to come up with this idea. You know, there's like you said, you've done something similar and there's been there's probably been tons of other people that did this. I think we sort of got lucky with the the wave of popularity with LinkedIn and, and the change that happened. Um, but I also think that it was also it came at a time where there's a lot of conversations around, you know, loneliness, social isolation, mm. technology kind of dividing us. And we were trying to do the opposite. Let's let's marry that technology with the human interaction and the face-to-face -face stuff building momentum and building a community is hard it's a really tough thing to do and that's what every big company really wants if they can build a big enough community off the back of their application or their you know um app or, or software whatever it is then they can they can drive more conversions that way I, I think what was great about yours is you did have multiple people involved there was a small community to begin with and um, I'd imagine you, you were talking about consistency. I think that helps um, building this thing over time, which is really important. So it's really interesting to understand how these movements are built um, because that's how you can you can try and replicate them. I, I think it's also, you know, we, we always kind of talked about connecting humans and, and mm. creating connection, which was really kind of our our mission and our, our vision around it. You know, let's let's do that. And people really bought into that you know they buy into that that's why they want to get involved and they love the fact that it's a not-for-profit and all the money if they're if people are charging for tickets all the money goes to a local charity so you know it's creating a community that gives back to the community and I think you know people love that sort of thing as well if you found this podcast interesting you might like my marketing club you can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business Pro members can get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinar videos. There's even a podcast version to listen to while you walk the dog. Find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Thanks for listening. <laughs>